Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Chris. We're glad you're here. Here's your host, Pastor Chris Atkinson. Hi, Betty. Good to see you. Good to see you. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, Betty? I was born and raised in Amherst, Nova Scotia. I'm the oldest of the oldest. Of, there's five of us. I'm the oldest child. Sometimes being the oldest is not good. I was married at 17, had my first child at 18. By the time I was 21, I had three children. We moved a couple of times. We've had two homes. This is your internet. We had two homes, our first home we moved to Scarborough, and we lived in that house for 30, uh, 30 years. We raised three children, uh, three teenagers, with two mortgages. Uh, I worked at Eaton's for 13 years, and then I worked at Bell Canada for 24 years. And when I went to Bell in 76, that was a big opening for me. And we both worked hard, my husband and I, with, like I said, with teenagers. And um, we paid off our house in 20 years. At the, I worked um, in the church that I used to go into uh, Toronto, uh, Grant AME, African Methodist Episcopal Church. I was an usher there for maybe 20 some years. I enjoyed it. I was also a head usher at times. We had a big church, sometimes with as many as 600 people, say for Easter and for Christmas. And when you're a head usher, you have to stand at the front. And I was really the pastor's usher. Anything came up, I'd have to tell him. And we had visitors, I would take that to him. And so then he could recognize the visitors. Um, uh, I love to travel. I've been on maybe 15 cruises, about 30 different islands. So we have traveled quite a bit. I came and then I retired in 1998. I really didn't want to retire when the time came and they said, well, you've already put your papers in. So this was in December. So I left on the 5th of December. I had a dream one night and it said I was going to go back for a year. And sure enough, in a few days, I got a call and they said, Betty, would you like to come back? We'll put your, um, put you back on, like I'll be a regular, Bell employed, but they grandfather my my uh, years. So I did that. So I went back for a year, but I couldn't go back to my apartment, my department that I worked in. So I was with a younger bunch, and I did not like it. So there was three of us that went back, and we just counted our months. So when it came the time for December, and I could get out of there, I left, and I was happy because I went back and I got it out of my system. 
So then like um, I joined a club called the Red Hats and we, that's a bunch of ladies. I don't know if you know about that, but we would go on lots of trips and that, which I did that. Also, before I left Toronto, we used to go away with a choir called Richard Allen. And every long weekend in May, we would go to different churches in the States. So we would drive all night. Saturday, we would get there and you'd have your rest and then we shop all day. And then all day Sunday, we would be in church. And then Sunday night, we'd all go to somebody's room and we'd sing hymns and sit and just relax. And then um, Sunday, Monday morning, we'd get on the bus and come back to Toronto. So did that and we were in Washington when President Clinton was there and he came and he sat in the same row with us at the church. So that was quite exciting that time. Yeah. Um, also, um, I had a pretty good life. We had some ups and some downs. In 1981, I think it was, or 80, I wasn't feeling good. And if you knew me, I would never stay home. I was always at work. And then if I called in, they would say, Betty, we know if you're sick, we know you're sick. So this morning I got up and I really didn't feel well. And my husband said, stay home. So after a while I got myself up and went to work. So when I got there, I didn't feel well. And my words weren't coming out properly. So they said to me, would you like to go home? And I said, yes. So I knew I couldn't drive. So they said, they sent me home in a taxi. That night, my husband come home and he said to me, uh, where's your car? And I said, at work. He says, I thought I told you not to go. And that's all I remember. So anyway, he said he called the doctor and the doctor put me on the phone. I didn't make any sense. He said, get her to the hospital. So he took me to the hospital. And on the Wednesday, that was a Tuesday night, on the Wednesday, I had a seizure, went into a coma. And on the Thursday, which I didn't know anything, the doctor called my family in and said that I had this sickness called encephalitis. And it was a sleeping sickness. And they didn't think I'd make it through the night. And everybody prayed for me, which I found out after. And uh, my daughter said she didn't know what she was going to do that night. But anyway, the Friday morning, I sort of came around. And then I remember little bits and pieces. And I could see pieces, but only parts of people. But anyway, I, I came out of that. And uh, I was in the hospital for two weeks. And when I came home, I got up the next morning and when I came out, I looked outside and I saw all the green grass and the birds were singing and that changed my whole life because I said, God had given me a chance, another chance and he had things for me to do. So that was a wonderful feeling. So I don't know. And then I came to Angus. And um, didn't like it at first. I went, we moved here the 6th of March, 19, 2000. And then I went to 
I worked at Helping Hand for a while, and then I went to the food bank, and I started working there in September of 2000. This would be going into my 21st year in September. In 2009, they said, you're going to be the president, and I've been the president ever since. I enjoy the work, and I look. I really like looking after and helping people. That's my biggest I think that's one of my biggest hobbies, what I like. And if I can make somebody feel good, it makes me feel good. That's great, uh, Betty. It's so great to hear uh, the broad perspective of your life and how God has been interwoven into that. And, and also uh, your passion for just helping people. And I know you're a great asset over at the food bank. So we're in this crazy time of the pandemic what are you looking forward to most when the restrictions are over when it comes to COVID? When these restrictions are over I would just love to see my family my children I have my grandchildren I have four grandchildren and I have two great-grandchildren and one she's 11 months and I've seen her twice but they put they take the pictures and they put them on for me. So I get to see them every day and see things that they do in that. But that that's what I would really like to see that we could all get together again. Yes. And I'm, I'm looking forward to the same thing. I haven't been able to get together with all of our family either. And, and so uh, that's one of the same things too, that I'm looking forward to. Now, right. in the context of, uh, of your life and the ups and downs of life and, you know, operating, you're, you're retired, but yet you're still uh, being involved in the food bank. Uh, what actually keeps you going day after day and what motivates you to get up in the morning and do what you do? God. <laughs> God. If I go to sleep at night, that's the last thing on my mind. And in my heart, I have a, the station that I put on at night. It's on the television, but there's mostly just talking. And there's ministers at Charles Stanley. I listen to him. And they play hymns. And it's just, it's a really nice, relaxing way. And I listen to that. And then the last thing I do at night is say my prayers and thank God for giving me another day and getting me through that day. Amen. Amen. That's, that's great, Betty. You know, it's, it's very obvious uh, from your life that faith is incredibly important to you. So can you, can you tell us how God has met you through uh, different seasons of your life? Yes, God has brought me through a lot of seasons. And like I said, I've had a lot of ups and downs. I've had sickness, but I always came through. And he's always there for me. And like I talk to him every morning when I wake up. The first thing I do is thank God for waking me for another day. And I thank him. Before I leave my bedroom, I read my daily bread for that day. I'll read my scripture and then I start my day. So in the, in the midst of uh, you living your faith out, 
if you could choose to do anything for one day, what, what would that one thing be? Well, you know, really, I'm just fine and I'm happy the way I am. And I don't really want to do anything. I've done a lot in my life. Like this is, I'll be 82 in May. And I just, I feel great. And because I'm always, God's always my first in my life. And I walk with him. I talk to him. I go for walks and I walk and I talk and I tell him all, all my troubles and stories and sing little hymns to myself. And I just, like God is the biggest part of my life. And I'm so happy and I'm so blessed that he's been with me and all the blessings that I've had through this is like, well, 81 years. Yeah. And I don't, yeah, you know, that Betty, you are an inspiration to those of us that are younger than 82. <laughs> I know. <laughs> because, yeah, you are. Because uh, just your faithfulness and walking with God and praying and being involved in the scriptures and worshiping God and all of those things are an inspiration to us. And one of the things that's very clear from, you know, chatting with you too, is that uh, through this whole pandemic, God has just been sustaining you and keeping you, even though there are things that you don't like or I don't like about this and and you're continuing to serve in an amazing way in the community of Angus and so uh, thank you so much for for that and uh, your service and, and God sees the things that we don't even see and That's uh, right. we're uh, looking forward for the day when he will come back and fix all the wrongs in this world so Betty it's been great getting to uh just getting to know you in this way and so that other people in our church can know you too. Is there anything, any last thing that you'd like to say to those who would be listening today? Um, like I say, I, God is, he's always been with me really. Like ever since, even when I was a little girl, I used to always look up to the sky and I wanted to, figure if I could reach the sky. And then one day I thought, well, if I can get a ladder, I could reach it, but it didn't work. So, but that it's always, he's always been in my life. And uh, like this few scriptures that I, like I always say the Lord's prayer every day. And uh, Joshua 1 verse nine, that uh, be strong, have courage, and God will get you through. He's always there for you. And so I always say that every day. And I always say um, the Lord's Prayer and also the 23rd Psalm. And then there's a few other ones that, you know. And also, I had a brother and he died at 67. He was living in a halfway house. He had a half, uh, he had his leg taken off. So when he died, they didn't have a service for him. And his son called me and asked me if I would lead the service, and I did. And uh, at John 14, that was what I started off for. 
if you believe in me and follow me and I have a place for you. And uh, I started off with that and I had a few poems that I had given his daughter-in-law and his granddaughter. And we did that and everybody said that uh, I did well and I did it and it was my brother. So see, God was with me. Amen, amen. Well, thank you again, Betty, so much. You, you are an inspiration to uh, other followers of Jesus Christ. Thanks for being with us today. Thank you. We hope you've enjoyed Coffee and Conversations with Chris. If you'd like to support this program, please visit pinewoodschapel.com give. See you next time.